Hello and welcome to Mum Stoppable. I'm so excited to be here with you again this week, mummers. Now, as a quick reminder, this is not your regular parenting podcast. I will not be giving you any parenting tips or hacks because I believe you get enough of those from all the other podcasts and social channels out there. Instagram, I'm looking at you. Instead, this is an invitation to take 30 minutes out of your day to work on you, mama. I'm Carly Nair, I'm a certified coach and mum of two boys, and I believe that all mums deserve to feel seen, heard and supported, and I want to do that by bringing you expert coaching support whenever and wherever you need it. So commit to yourself now, mama, commit to spending 30 minutes a week listening to this podcast and working on yourself, and by doing that, I promise your parenting will automatically benefit. As I'm just starting out in the world of podcasting, I would love to hear what you think of Mumstoppable. So please feel free to email me at hello at mumstoppable.com with any feedback you have, the good, the bad and the ugly, and any further topics you'd like me to cover in future weeks. For those of you that would like the show notes, please visit mumstoppable.com forward slash blog and search for the podcast episode title. And in there, you'll find a full write-up of the show notes, including the coaching challenges and coaching corner notes as well. If you do like what you hear, please sign up to my email newsletter by heading over to mumstoppable.com. By signing up, you're guaranteeing you'll never miss an episode as they will land directly in your inbox every Monday morning, along with a link to the show notes I've just talked you through. For now though, enjoy the podcast and remember, I see you mama, you've got this, you are mumstoppable. Hello mama and welcome to episode 7 of Mumstoppable. Yikes, 7 episodes already, I can't believe that this podcast was literally an idea 2 months ago and now it's a real thing. Thank you so much for investing your valuable time with me. And for those of you who are regular listeners, thank you so much for sticking with me. I've had some such lovely emails this week with feedback on, and it's really made my heart sing that you're finding this valuable. As a mum myself, I know just how busy life is with work, a house to run, family to look after. And I so, so, so appreciate you guys coming on this journey with me. I cannot thank you enough. So without further ado, let's crack on with today's show. Now, when I was looking at topics to cover off uh, on this week's podcast, a few dates jumped off the calendar at me. Um, One was Blue Monday, which we obviously covered off last week. And actually, that reminds me, how did you find the episode? Have you managed to look at your needs yet? Did anything surprise you? Have you popped them up in your fridge yet? And if so, has it worked to keep you accountable? And has being accountable made a difference to how you feel? I just rattled through those questions, I realised, but I hope the answers to all of those questions are positive ones, Mama, and that your cup is feeling full and that you're coping with the dreary month of January. Now, along with Blue Monday, January brings with it another really important date, and that is Parent Mental Health Day, which falls this week on the 27th of January. So Parent Mental Health Day was founded by STEM4, which is a charity that supports young people to build positive mental health. Parent Mental Health Day started in 2022 and it was spurred on by the cost of living crisis, which so closely followed the pandemic. Also increased concerns around digital harms, rising rates of mental ill health and the impact of stretched services have further increased parent and carer anxiety and in some cases helplessness and hopelessness. Each year, 
Parent Mental Health Day has a theme and for this year it's an opportunity for parents and carers to acknowledge and discuss their struggles and share in their achievements of connecting positively with each other and the whole family and to learn ways to connect positively to maximise young people's mental health. Now, given Mumstoppable is all about supporting mums, I obviously want to focus in on that aspect. And that's especially important when we overlay the findings of my favourite report, Peanut Apps, The State of Invisibility, because they discovered that a staggering 80% of UK mums have experienced loneliness and or isolation. And 86% of mums wish people would check in on how they were more frequently. Now, my kids are a bit older. They are uh, eight and a half and 10. So I feel like I'm really lucky in that I am out of those really tricky years where you're often stuck in the house with a baby or a toddler who's got to nap during the day. However, I do still remember how isolating it felt. I've got vivid memories of being stuck inside my house alone with the kids and like not speaking to people for days other than my husband. One particular memory which comes back to haunt me is the first day my husband went back to work after we'd had our first baby so he'd started a new job the month before I gave birth so he felt really pressured into not taking his two full weeks of paternity leave so he went back to work after a week off now I was also in a fairly unusual situation that my parents lived abroad in the US at the time um, and so did my sister and whilst they and another sister who lived in Arroway had all been to visit a few days after my eldest Alfie was born. I remember that by the time my husband went back to work, they'd all left the country and I had never, ever, ever felt so alone in all my life. And now I had a tiny human to try to keep alive on my own. I had no idea what I was doing. I was sleep deprived. I remember not feeling at my best health wise. I think I had a bit of a cold just really under the weather so I was really struggling I had um NCT friends which was brilliant but they also were just having their first baby so they were going through their own struggles and whilst they were a great support on things like whatsapp um particularly in the middle of the night when we were up you know breastfeeding and feeding the babies we um also made the effort to meet for coffee every week or two but it was so lonely the only people I saw was my baby the midwife when she popped in for checkups and my husband when he came home from work and maybe the Amazon delivery guy. And I know from speaking to a lot of you on Instagram and on email and also to my lovely clients that this is really common when you've got a baby, particularly when it's your first baby, but not just when you have your first baby. So the fun doesn't stop there though, does it? Because for those of you with more than one baby, you might have felt a similar thing when baby two or baby three came along or even more than that. Because although it's different the second time or probably the third time around, the isolation can still be there and it can still creep back in. So I know, for example, by the time I had my second baby, Rocco, I had a really cool routine of going to toddler classes with my eldest, who was um, 18 months at the time. And I didn't want to stop those because I knew how important social interaction was for Alfie at that age. So I was going through all the motions Um, I was dragging baby Rocco to all those classes which got me out the house and ticked all the boxes but I felt really lonely inside and that's despite the fact that I had a very supportive loving husband who was sharing nights with me despite the fact he was working full-time and was and is 
as much as I berate him and take the mick out of him on here, the best dad for our children. They could never have hoped for a better dad and they, they couldn't now. And still, I felt lonely and isolated. So looking back, there are probably a few things I could have done to help myself, which is easy to say now, and I'm going to list them out. So I could have asked for help. I did actually do this a few times, but probably wasn't loud enough because I wasn't used to doing it. I could have told people how I was feeling, but that's easier said than done. Um, I could have prepared myself better and ensured I had a village of people around me ready to support me mentally. Although, again, it's all well and good saying that in hindsight. Now, that brings me beautifully on to the topic of village. Looking at your life right now, Mama, how do you really feel about your village? So I know the saying is it takes a village to raise a child, but my thoughts are it's not really about the child because you can raise a child pretty well on your own. What you need a village for is to help raise a mama through motherhood. So many of my clients feel alone, whether they have babies, toddlers, or even older children. So many of them feel like, although they, uh, many of them have really supportive partners outside of their immediate family unit, they lack support. And a surprisingly large amount of my clients also tell me that they lack support from their own parents and the wider family. It might be because their their family, by the way, live away. Um, it's not necessarily that they live around the corner and can't be bothered to pop in. There are often reasons for it, but they just feel like unless they themselves are making an effort to connect with their family or because their family are not physically near them, there is no connection there at all. So does any of that sound familiar to you? Given all of this and the fact that it's Parent Mental Health Day this week, which has a theme of connection, I want to use this week's coaching corner to really dig into this idea of villages. Now, as I've already mentioned, there's this old adage that it takes a village to raise a child and that's all well and good, Mama. But what if, as we discussed, our village is spread across the globe or are just not there to catch us when we fall for whatever reason? The good news is, we can create our own village. And I don't just mean to help raise the children, although having a babysitter is a huge help. I mean to support you, Mama, on your journey through motherhood. So let's take some time now to make a plan for our village. So I'm going to ask you once again to take out that trusty pen and paper or jot things down in your phone's note section. Or again, just have a think for now and revisit this podcast later if you need to. Now, I want you to take a piece of paper or a notepad or imagine this in your mind um, divide it into two halves so you can just kind of fold it or draw a line you can do this landscape or portrait whatever just divide it into two so that you um to have two halves and then divide each half into two so that you've basically got space to make four lists i hope that makes sense if i was doing this on a portrait piece of paper i'd fold it in half and open it so i've got a line halfway down the paper and then i'd um almost like fold it the other way so you've got quarters yeah so you've got space for four different lists excellent now i want you to label one half of the paper relationships and the other half is going to be titled wellness so write those down good job now You should have two halves of the paper, each labelled and each with a space for two lists, right? This is way more complicated to explain than I thought, by the way, I'm really struggling. So I really hope that this is coming across. But good. I want you to label the lists now. So one will be called 
have, H-A-V-E, have, and one will be called recruit. So do that for both halves. So each half has a need and a recruit list for you to complete. Okay, great work, Mama. Now we get to the fun part. This is where we are going to go through and list out who you currently have within your life as a support for each of these areas. These will go into the have lists. And what sort of person you need to recruit for support, these will go into the recruit lists. Before we crack on though, let me say that generally speaking, we will have much more support in our village for those areas that we are successful in. So that's a really big clue for you. Um, And where our village is lacking in support, we might be struggling in our life a little bit. So as an example, think about an award-winning successful kick-ass businesswoman she will likely have a mentor a business coach an accountant a team of people working for her etc etc now that is a proper village right in fact it's more like a city but whatever this same woman though let's say she's struggling with her health and wellness and if we were to look at her village in that area we would probably see that she doesn't have any role models she doesn't take fitness classes she doesn't have friends to go walking with doesn't have a pt doesn't have access to nutritionist or nutritional information her parents may never have taught her or role modeled healthy behavior etc etc now i've used two extreme examples but hopefully you get what i mean so let's go ahead i want you to try to think of a member of your current village or support network, or whatever you want to call it, who you have supporting you within the relationships part of your paper. And by relationships, for the purposes of this example that we're doing, I um, mean your intimate relationship with your partner, but also your relationships with your kids, your friends, your wider family group. Make it mean whatever you want it to mean, but it could mean any or all of those things. Okay, to make it easier... I've got a few prompts. So I want you to think of anyone who comes to mind who currently supports you when I say the following. So the first one is who mentors you in this area. Now, mentoring in this instance means like showing you the way. Who is role modeling the behavior for you? Who can offer you advice because they have been through this similar thing or sorry, this thing or similar things before? Okay, so that's the first bucket. Who can mentor you in this area? It can be more than one name, by the way, for any of these. Okay, the second uh, bucket is who are your peers in this area? So these are people who are going through a similar thing to you, probably, or they're in a similar life stage. They can listen to you. They can let you know that you are not alone and they're really there to offer you emotional support. Okay, so that's bucket number two, your peers. Number three is who is your cheerleader in this specific area? So this is someone that might be supporting you from the sidelines as and when you need it without judgment or question. They are there in your corner, cheering you on, whatever happens. Um, Another note is that these buckets can overlap. So you might have someone that's in all three buckets. You might have someone that's in one bucket. It doesn't matter. But just make sure that you've got coverage in all of these areas. So that's bucket number three, cheerleaders. Bucket four, the kind of the opposite, I guess. So who is challenging you now? Who's keeping you accountable? Who's asking you tricky questions to make sure that you are on the right track? So that's number four, who's challenging you? And then number five, thinking now in a practical sense, who's giving you that practical support? 
So if we're thinking um, about our intimate relationship with our partner, who's babysitting the kids when you need a date night, for example? What have you got in your support network or who have you got that's providing you practical support? Okay, so that's five buckets of people or types of support that you need. Mentors, peers, cheerleaders, challengers and practical support. Those are groups of people you might want to call on for help within your village. There might be more buckets, there may be less buckets. You decide because everyone is different. You're compiling your own list. Use those as prompts. If you want more buckets, put more buckets in. I would really try to fill those five buckets if you can. You may not need all five, but generally speaking, try to fill the five buckets with at least one person in each. Okay, brilliant. So as you're compiling the list, I want you to be super conscious of where there are gaps and where there are gaps do you have anyone in your village who you could lean on for more support it might be that you've got someone in one bucket who you think actually could offer support in another bucket so do you just need to ask them to help you you know in a different sense in a different kind of support way or do you not have anyone in your village who can fill that role in which case you need to go out and recruit somebody So just have a think and you're just trying to identify the gaps that you've got in your village. Brilliant work, Mama. When you're done with the relationships part of the paper, you can go on and do the same with wellness side of the paper. And remember, you can rewind this podcast or you can visit mumstoppable.com forward slash blog to get the show notes later. And within those show notes, it's basically like um, a script of the podcast almost. This is all going to be written out. You'll be able to see the prompts written down. It's going to be much easier for you to follow through again. Now, when you're done, look at your lists. These people are your village in these two areas, Mama. They're your support network. They're the people you can call on to help you. They're the people who love you and who would be thrilled to help. So do not be afraid to ask them. So often we are afraid to call on people to help. And actually, a lot of the time, people are delighted to help others. So if you think about it, you're doing them a favour by asking. You're giving them the opportunity to give you support and it will make them feel good. My final note on this is that you can repeat this exercise, obviously, with any number of areas of your life. You could do it from the point of view of your career. So that's using the businesswoman example that we went through. You can do that to figure out whether you've got any gaps in your village in a career sense. You could do it with a physical fitness sense. You can do it in a wealth sense, which, by the way, is a really useful one. If you haven't thought about your wealth and your thoughts around wealth and your support network around wealth... That's a really interesting one to do. You could specifically like zone in and do it just on your relationship with your partner or just on your relationship with your kids. You can literally do it with anything you want to work on in your life. It's a super useful tool to check in with who's in your village, whether you need to reach out for more help or whether you need to recruit people to join your village. So I really hope you've enjoyed that. It's so useful in so many different contexts. Let me know how you're getting on with it can't wait to hear brilliant work mama well done now this week's coaching challenge is linked to the village design exercise only i really want to bring our focus to other mums that we know so i want you first of all to take a second to think about any mums you know who might be struggling with something and who might either not have a village of their own or who struggle to ask for help or support 
Now, bearing in mind that stat that we uh, went through at the start of the show where 86% of UK mums wish people would check in on how they were more frequently, I want you to be brave this week, mama. I want you to check in on your mum friends. Send them a message, meet them for a coffee, go for a walk, reconnect with them and do it from a place of giving, of wanting to help and support them. And when you meet them or speak to them, if they do start to offload, I want you to either bear in mind this next statement or ideally ask them, what do you need right now from me? Do you want to be heard? Do you want a hug or do you want me to help? The three H's. Now, this is really important and it's something I only realised and learned in probably the last five years or so. But if you think about it, sometimes you really just want someone to listen to you, have a bit of a rant and them offering you advice just makes you more angry Um, or it does me anyway. But sometimes you might want a moan and a hug from someone who loves you or you might genuinely want some advice. Um, So please bear in mind when offering your support, it's okay to ask someone what sort of support they need from you. And actually it's more than okay, it's really helpful. And going back to the theme of this year's Parent Mental Health Day, awareness and asking that question will foster really positive connections, which as we know is much needed amongst mums. But also, it's a great tool to use with your kids who often will not know what support they need or want from you until you ask. Um, And using this with them teaches them also to be aware that people need different things at different times. They need different levels of support. So just remember the three H's, heard, hug or help. And in reaching out to other mums, in reaching out to your kids, in trying to offer a really positive connection through using those three H's, you're also putting out an amazing energy, which I have no doubt the universe will pay back to you in spades. That brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you once again for joining me and well done for spending the last 30 minutes doing something just for you. It's no mean feat when you've got a million things on your mum to-do list. Enjoy working through this week's coaching corner tips. And as always, I would love to hear how you're getting on with the coaching challenge. So please feel free to send me a quick email at hello at mumstoppable.com or find me on Instagram at mumstoppable underscore and send me a DM or leave a comment on one of my posts. You'll also be able to find reminders of the coaching corner tips and details of the coaching challenge on Instagram towards the end of the week. And if you want the show notes from today's show, head over to mumstoppable.com forward slash blog and search for this week's episode title. In there, you'll have access to the entire coaching corner tips and also the coaching challenge in written form. Over the coming weeks, I'll be talking to you about challenges facing mums ranging from feeling lost and like you don't know who you are anymore, to surviving overwhelm as a mum, to motherhood and the strains that puts on your relationships, to the struggle of returning to work and everything in between. Please also feel free to email me with any challenges you're facing which you'd like me to cover off on upcoming sessions. If you've liked what you've heard today, please do sign up to my email newsletter by heading over to mumstoppable.com. By signing up, you're guaranteeing you'll never miss an episode as they will land directly in your inbox every Monday morning, along with a link to the show notes. For now though, have an awesome week and remember, I see you mama, you've got this, you are mumstoppable. <laughs>